Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 190. Welcome to episode 190 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Now, I know that when you were probably stuck at home during COVID, <laughs> that you had absolutely no choice but to use Zoom. However, even outside of sort of that time period that hopefully a lot of us have survived, using Zoom calls and video chat is still really, really popular, especially if you're learning Spanish. There are people all over the world who speak Spanish and Oftentimes, we find ourselves communicating with them either on the phone or through voice chat or video chat like Zoom or Google chat. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Google classrooms. I don't know. But there's so many different ways. And it used to be Skype. I don't know if I'm dating myself. But if you remember, everyone used to use Skype. And now I feel like Zoom sort of took over. Uh, but in any case, there's a bunch of different ways that we can connect with people when they're not physically near us, whether it's a simple phone call, if people even still use their phones for calls these days, I don't know, uh, or a Zoom call. There are specific things that you may know how to say in English or your native language that it never really occurred to you that you don't know how to say in Spanish. So if you're communicating virtually and you want to be able to sound more like a native speaker, then this episode is for you. We're going to go over 15 phrases that you can use when you are on a Zoom call. So that's anything from technical difficulties to just uh, basic communication, things that only tend to make sense when you're doing virtual communication, right? So 
Let's get started. Let's go over these 15 phrases so that for your next Zoom call, you'll be more prepared to handle everything that you might need to say without switching back to English. All right. So the first one is fairly simple, fairly common. This happens on cell phone calls as well as on Zoom video calls. You might be talking and you're not sure if the other person can hear you. Maybe they've gone really quiet on their end. Maybe they're not responding quickly. So you're not sure if they can hear you. So in English, you'd probably say, you know, can you hear me? And again, I'm dating myself, but there was this commercial. I think it was a cell phone commercial. And um, it was about how other cell phone companies had really bad service. So they, they had someone who was always going around going, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Because they kept going to a different place to try to get a better connection. So that's what it makes me think of. So a lot of times we might have to ask that question, but we might not know how to say it in Spanish. You can say, me escuchas, me escuchas. So, and that literally means, are you listening to me or can you hear me? You can also say, me escuchas bien, me escuchas bien. So like, can you hear me well? Like, are you really hearing what I'm saying? So that's again, very, very simple term, but very, very useful. And one I'm sure that you'll need from time to time, especially when technical glitches and things like that come up on a video chat. So can you hear me? Me escuchas? The second phrase that we have is, again, this is common in all types of conversation, but it can happen on a Zoom call or a video chat. Let's say you step away for a moment or the connection goes bad and you miss part of what someone said. Uh, so there's a very polite way that you can ask them to repeat themselves. So instead of saying, can you say that again? Like you might say in English, you would say, ¿Podrías repetir eso, por favor? ¿Podrías repetir eso, por favor? So you're really just asking, could you repeat that, please? Uh, and it's good. It's a very kind way of asking them to repeat themselves instead of constantly saying, you know, uh, that you can't hear them. You might you might say that, you know, hey, can you just repeat that? So that's a very polite way of asking someone to repeat themselves if you miss something during a call. Um, also, especially if you're in a meeting with people, this might come up where two people are talking at the same time and you miss something that someone said. Okay, another super common phrase that you'll probably need at least once is let's say you have to step away for a second and you know when you're on a call especially if it's a long call maybe you have to go use the bathroom maybe you have to go get something to eat that you left in the microwave I don't know if you're on a call for a while sometimes you'll have to step away and instead of just sort of turning off your camera and putting yourself on mute and kind of disappearing <laughs> in the meeting uh, then you might want to have a way to express that you need to step away so in English, you'd probably say, hey, give me a second or I'll be right back. Give me a minute, something like that. But in Spanish, you can say, un momento, por favor. Un momento, por favor. So you're saying, you know, one moment, please. So this could be not even if you're going to step away. Maybe uh, you're just asking for some additional time. Maybe you're trying to get something set up. Uh, again, maybe you're trying to grab that cup of tea or coffee before the call starts, but you wanted to hop on on time. So you might have to ask for a moment. So you can say, un momento, por favor. Uh, or you could just say, un momento. So that's just telling someone, give me a minute, wait a moment. You know, I have to go do something, but I'll be right back. Right. So that's just a courteous way to let people know what's going on. Also, so that they don't continue talking <laughs> while you step away. You want to let them know and try to, you know, politely interrupt so that uh, they'll stop and you can sort of come back to the conversation. OK, another phrase that might be useful. Let's say you want to end a Zoom call. 
right? You have something else that you need to go do.、Uh, so you want to continue the conversation later. So in English, you might say, "Hey, can we catch up later? Can we talk a little bit later?" But in Spanish, you would say, "Podemos hablar más tarde." Podemos hablar más tarde. So can we talk later? So again, this is your way of politely saying you have some other things to do. Maybe the conversation is going too long, and you want to continue the conversation at another time. So you can always ask this question. So again, very polite way. Now another phrase that's really useful, and again, this is all in the spirit of being、uh, kind and being polite, and being courteous.、Um, oftentimes, I find that in Spanish-speaking cultures, there tends to be a little bit more consideration. I would say sometimes than、uh, sometimes in English-speaking cultures.、Um, and again, it's just my perception, but I find that some of these things may seem like maybe they're a little a little bit too personal, but they're actually pretty normal to say,、um, even in sort of more casual interaction or even a more business interaction. So one of those things is, let's say you just get onto the call、uh, and you're greeting someone, and you're kind of saying, you know, hey, you know, this is like a great conversation. Happy to talk to you again. You would say, me alegra hablar contigo. Me alegra hablar contigo. That's just a way of saying, like, I'm happy to be here talking to you.、Uh, you can also use a part of this phrase. Let's say,、uh, again, the beginning of the conversation, someone's sort of telling you about、uh, their day. You ask them how they are. You say, ¿Cómo estás? And they say, Estoy bien.、Uh, gracias a Dios, or something like that. Then you can say, Me alegra. Me alegra. Which is like, oh, that's really good to hear. You know, it's good to hear that. So you're acknowledging that they said something positive,、um, and I think that's just a great phrase to know. So again, in all types of conversations, but also when we're doing sort of virtual chat, it can feel like you're a little bit distant. So some of these phrases can also help kind of bring the conversation,、um, to, you know, make it a little bit more familiar. So me alegra, me alegra hablar contigo. Okay, now this next phrase, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if you have any type of、uh, job that you've been working virtually, that this is something that People ask in almost every meeting, especially the person who's facilitating the meeting. <laughs> But you might need this just if you're going to share your screen to present something or show someone something on a website while you're on a Zoom call or another video chat.、Uh, and that's asking someone, "Can you see my screen?" Right? How many times have you heard that in a meeting? Can you see my screen? Even though you press screen share and you know that it should be showing, we all feel compelled to confirm before we continue because inevitably that one moment that we don't ask, you'll be talking for like 15 minutes and someone will go, "I don't know what you're talking about."、I Can't see your screen. <laughs> okay, so to ask someone, "Can you see my screen?" when you're doing a screen share, is "Puedes ver mi pantalla?" So "Puedes ver mi pantalla?" So "pantalla" is screen, and "Puedes ver" is "Can you see?" So "Puedes ver mi pantalla?" So you're saying, "Hey." You know, can can you see my screen? So this is again. Anytime you're showing a visual, you want to make sure that、uh, people can see. So when you press that share screen button, or to compartir to share, compartir tu pantalla, you can ask people, puedes verlo o puedes verla. Now,、uh, if you want to say that I can't see your screen. Right. Let's say someone is sharing, and you're the person on the other end, and they're saying like, "Hey, puedes ver mi pantalla?" You can say, "Ah, no puedo verla," or "No puedo ver la pantalla," or "No puedo ver tu pantalla." So I can't see the screen. I can't see your screen. However, you want to、uh, sort of share that. That's ways that you can respond. So this is really useful. So if you hear that, if you're doing maybe an online class or something like that in Spanish, or you're taking a lesson with a tutor and you've heard them say this,、um, that's what it means, and that's how you can respond. Again, super useful during most video chats. Okay, now let's say that you're on a Zoom call and. Your connection is kind of bad. Maybe you can't hear that well. Maybe the call keeps dropping, and you have to keep rejoining. 
So you can let everyone know, or the person you're talking to, if it's a one-on-one conversation, that look, you just have a bad connection. So that usually makes people a little more patient. Like if they have to repeat something, they'll kind of be more understanding and they'll give you some more time. They'll go, okay, so let me wait until they come back and confirm that they can hear me uh, and all that kind of thing. Or then maybe we need to reschedule the call. Uh, but the way you communicate that, you have to say, look, I have a bad connection, right? Sometimes we just have the Wi-Fi is not working properly. <laughs> Something is just not working. So to say I have a bad connection, you let the person know, tengo una mala conexión. Tengo una mala conexión. So it's literally, I have a bad connection. So again, this is really useful because you want to communicate if you're having technical difficulties on your end, because a lot of times the person might think it's on their end. <laughs> They're like, wait, is that you or me, right? So how many times have you heard that? So uh, this is the way you communicate that I have a bad connection. Now, if you want to tell the other person, I think you might have a bad connection, right? You can say, creo que tienes una mala conexión. Creo que tienes una mala conexión. So I think maybe you have a bad connection. The next phrase, again, is something that you can use if the other person on their side, maybe they're having some technical difficulties. Uh, you can let them know that you can't hear what they're saying. You know, maybe the screen got frozen. Uh, maybe they're talking. You just see them going <laughs> and they don't know that they're on mute. So a way to communicate that you let someone know I can't hear you. You would say, no te escucho. No te escucho. Which is literally kind of like, I'm not listening to you, <laughs> but you're really saying I can't hear you. So no te escucho. But you can also say no te oigo. No te oigo, which is literally I can't hear. I can't hear you. Uh, but either one, I think is fine. Uh, the bottom line is just letting the person know that whatever it is they're trying to get across, uh, you are not picking up on that. And this is like a cue for them to either stop and slow down or repeat it. Uh, so this is, our, again, really useful if the other person is having some connection problems or even if you're having them on your end and something has gone wrong. Now, another one that's really useful, and this is especially true on cell phone calls uh, as well as on video chat or audio chat, is when someone's connection is a little bit choppy, right? So if someone's like, oh, you're breaking up, that's how we would say it in English. Like, oh, your connection is breaking up or you're breaking up. Uh, in order to say that in Spanish, we would say, se está cortando, se está cortando. So it really means like, you know, you are being broken up, right? <laughs> or you're being cut, right? So it's, it's something to say the connection is choppy, uh, but in Spanish, they use the verb cortar. So it would be, se está cortando. All right, so let's say that you have to step away for a minute and you want to let the person know that you'll be right back. Again, maybe you're taking a coffee break. Maybe you have to use the restroom and you want to be polite about it. You don't just want to say, I have to pee. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> so you're just going to say that you're going to be right back. So the way that you would say that is, vuelvo en un momento. Vuelvo en un momento. So you're saying, I will be back in a moment. You can also say, ya regreso. Ya regreso which again, just really means like, I'll be right back. So I'm a, I, will, I will be returning very shortly. So again, this is a way to kind of let someone know. So you might want to do this again before you turn off your uh, video and your microphone goes on mute and you just disappear. Uh, you might want to say, ya regreso, before you do that. And so the person will know that you will be right back. Now, this is another one that happens really often. Now, this could happen when you're sharing the screen or just when you're speaking on a video. And I know this has happened to you before where you've been on a video, someone was talking, and then all of a sudden you see, like, they look like they're moving like a robot all of a sudden, or they're sharing the screen and they're talking about something else, but they're still on, like, the previous, like, three slides ago. And you're like, wait, something doesn't make sense here. <laughs> So anytime that happens, if someone's like image starts to kind of uh, freeze, that's how we would say it in English, like, oh, your screen is frozen. In Spanish, you would say, 
tu pantalla está congelada. Tu pantalla está congelada. So that's when you say like your screen is frozen. So maybe they're stuck on the wrong slide or they're trying to share a video and the video isn't playing or they're trying to share like an audio and it's sort of like, uh, you know, breaking up. Uh, that's when you can let the person know that what they're trying to share is not moving forward to let them know their screen is frozen. So you say tu pantalla está congelada. Now, if this happens to you, unfortunately, like it's happened to me before many times, I can say, ah, mi pantalla está congelada. Mi pantalla está congelada. Momentito, right? So like, give me a little minute. Let me try to sort this out, okay? So that's, again, very useful anytime someone's sharing the screen. Now, if you want to say that maybe their actual video is frozen, it's a little bit different in Spanish. So you would say, estás congelada o estás congelado. So that literally means you are frozen. <laughs> so if you're talking about their particular image, like if they're on the screen and you hear them talking like blah, 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 but their face is still like this and they kind of sound like a ventriloquist or I don't know if that's, the people, are there still ventriloquists? I've never, I don't think I've seen that in years. Maybe in Vegas, there's still a ventriloquist comedian. But anyway, uh, but if they kind of look like that, like your mouth maybe isn't moving, but you can hear the video, I mean, I'm sorry, you can hear the audio, uh, then you can say, estás congelado, if you're talking to uh, a male, or if you're talking to a female, estás congelada. So, and again, the reason why we say, tu pantalla está congelada, is because the word pantalla is feminine. Another really useful phrase is, again, let's say someone's talking, their mouth is moving, but you don't hear anything. <laughs> Sometimes people don't know that they're on mute, right? Uh, and that can happen also on the phone. Let's say, you know, someone says, hold on, they come back and then it's quiet and they're, they're wondering why they don't hear any response, right? You're like, oh, uh, you're on mute. <laughs> I think you're on mute, right? Uh, so say that in Spanish, you would say, estás en silencio. Estás en silencio. Or you could say, creo que estás en silencio. Like, I think you're on mute. <laughs> so again, that kind of lets the person know that you can't hear what they're saying and maybe they need to come off of mute. Now, another thing you can say, especially if you're facilitating a meeting or if you're the first one on a call and you see somebody join and you know how that moment happens where they say the person can't hear you yet, the audio is still connecting, <laughs> right? So you might have that moment where they're just getting connected, but they haven't actually taken themselves off mute at all. So maybe they just haven't activated their microphone. They haven't turned it on. So another thing that you can say, instead of saying, you know, turn on your microphone, you can say, activa tu micrófono, activa tu micrófono. So you're saying, activate your microphone, like turn on your mic so that I can hear you. Now, another thing that you might say, or you may not say, because I think a lot of times people jump onto meetings and they don't turn on their camera. <laughs> but if you're the person hosting and you have maybe five or 10 people and you're having this conversation, you're the only one with a camera on, it can feel really weird. It kind of feels like you're just talking to these screens with like names and, you know, there's always someone who doesn't change their name. So they're in there's like iPhone six, seven or something. Uh, but anyway, like it can feel kind of lonely, right? If you're doing that. Uh, and you might hear this request if you're if you hop on a meeting while you're multitasking and you don't have your camera on. Um, this is how someone might ask you to turn on your camera or how you might ask someone who's on the call that you're on to please turn on your camera, which, you know, you'll probably get a lot of people to ignore you. But <laughs> in any case, uh, asking someone to turn on their camera, you can say, enciende tu video, enciende video so turn on your video like turn on the video camera uh, you can also say like let's say someone is um, they're showing up on the call and they're 
not that technically savvy and they're like, oh, I don't know. I can't see myself. What's going on here? <laughs> you tell them, tienes que encender la cámara. Tienes que encender la cámara. They like, you have to turn on your camera. So that kind of lets them know that they have got to hit a button somewhere. Uh, usually it looks like a camera <laughs> uh, to turn on the camera so that everyone can see them. So there you have it, 15 frases, 15 phrases that you can use during your next video call or chat. Now, if you want to practice more Spanish conversation and you're dying to get on a Zoom call with our team here at Spanish Con Salsa to test out some of the phrases you just learned, we are opening up the doors to our Spanish Fluency Club in just a few short days. We will have an open house starting very, very soon. In order to be invited to our free Spanish conversation practice sessions, you have to be on our wait list for the Spanish Fluency Club. So I'm asking you right now, if you want to test out some of your conversation skills, you want to practice some of these phrases that you just learned, go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. That's SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. Now, when you go there, you will be asked to put in your name and your email, and we will notify you as soon as we open the doors to the Spanish Fluency Club, and we will be inviting you to our open house activities. Uh, we're going to have a whole week of free conversation practice sessions so that you can t test out some of the things you just learned, uh, but also figure out what is the next step that you need to take towards fluency. A lot of times we're, we get stuck in learner mode, and we're not really sure what's the next best thing to do to get us to the goal that we want to achieve, which for most of us is being bilingual and speaking Spanish fluently. So our team is here to help you with all of that. It's why we started the Spanish Fluency Club. This is our membership community that has been going strong for years. We have helped so many people uh, get fluent in Spanish, achieve their dreams of having conversations uh, in other countries. And we have been giving out a prize a free Spanish immersion trip in a Spanish-speaking country. And we had paused that for a little bit during the pandemic, and we just restarted it. And just last month, we had our, our newest winner uh, who just got her free trip, and she will be going to Costa Rica in Marzo. So she's going to be going to a Spanish immersion program there in Costa Rica. So I'm hoping to be able to bring her on the podcast to share all about her experience. But she's just another example of one of our many members who have come through our process, got over that fear of speaking Spanish and learned how to do it with confidence and have no problem at all talking to native speakers and traveling to any Spanish speaking country that they'd like to go to. And we've even had members who have moved uh, to Spanish speaking countries as well. So if that is something that sounds interesting to you, SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. Make sure you're on our wait list and as always i hope something in this episode has helped you go one step closer from spanish beginner to bilingual hasta la próxima thank you for listening to the learn spanish con salsa podcast at learnspanishconsalsa.com